Hey, Fungo Banner fans. Welcome back to another episode of your Pacific Northwest Fungo Banner podcast. I am Eric Sorensen here in Big Country Studios in Ellensburg, Washington, ready for Jason and Kelly to join me here shortly. A really great episode today. We are excited to be joined by Ken Ottinger, head coach at Wasilla High School in Wasilla, Alaska. We head north to go check out baseball in high school and Legion baseball up in the great state of Alaska. A dynamite episode that breaks down what it, what high school baseball is like up there, some of the challenges they have to face, and some of the great opportunities in summer baseball. Uh, I know an opportunity that I'm going to try to get my squad up there, go play some ball games, play a 24-hour tournament or something. A really cool opportunity. So, guys, I hope you enjoy this. Check this out. Please get on social media, share, rate, and get on iTunes. Rate and review our podcast. We totally appreciate that. Loving the conversation and the following we're getting on Twitter and Facebook right now. Uh, appreciate you listeners, the loyal fans. Awesome. Check out DevoBats, DevoBats.com. Right now they're offering a fungal banner, 10% code. Type in banter 10 at checkout. Great fungos. I'm really fired up to order them for my staff. Get them going this year for the 2021 season that I hope happens. And then safeguard out the Tri-Cities for any advertising needs you might need. They make the fungal banner gear that we have. Coming up soon for sale. Guys, that's enough for me. Fire it up. Get your snack. Get your drink. Let's bring on Coach. Well, hey, Banner fans. We're back with our guest this week. Really excited to have him on. Ken Ottinger, head coach at Wasilla High School. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you guys about Alaska. Well, that's exactly why I, I should have done a better job introducing you. Head high school coach while still a high school in Alaska. Uh, before we get into some questions about that, first off, hard-hitting question, what's your favorite fungo? Uh, this one might shock you. This is uh, this right here. It's my kids. Oh, nice. I got my own that I got. But uh, I would have to say my, my kids fungo is the favorite one of all just because that means he's coaching baseball with me now. All right. He, he hung up the cleats and now he's my assistant coach. So it makes every day at the field even better. So it, it is fun to go. That's got to be a whole nother topic in itself. I mean, how cool is that to be able to coach with your kid? It's awesome. Um, I spent every day coaching him. I was pretty much his only baseball coach until he went to college. And um, it was difficult challenges being a, a head coach of your son. But to see him hang up his baseball cleats in college and come back and coach with me, and he actually – loves coaching more than playing the game so this past summer was uh was awesome to have him around and he's really great with the kids and he's actually running his own jv program now and he, he's doing great well, that's awesome well like most of our guests let's let's talk us through your life in baseball you know what got you to where you started where you played high school college and and then where you got into coaching and what took you up to alaska so um, I, I'm every like every uh, red-blooded American kid. I, I started baseball uh, when I was four. Um, as soon as I could throw a ball, I was throwing a ball, playing catch. But yeah, I started t-ball when I was four. Played all the way through high school um, at Thurston High School in, in Springfield, Oregon. Um, after I went there, I ended up going to College of the Siskiyous in Weed, California. Uh, played two years there. Um, thoroughly enjoyed the JUCO route. Um, Absolutely love playing the JUCO route, especially in California. And you got some top tier programs. Um, ended up going to UC Davis after that. Uh, back then, they were, I think, they're like the number two Division two team in the country. Um, but I 
that just wasn't my fit. I, I like I tell my kids, find a program where you fit. That wasn't my fit. So I mean, great program, nothing but respect for that school and that program. But it just it wasn't wasn't me. So I ended up transferring up to Western Oregon University, kind of a little bit back more back home in Oregon, and um, probably one of the greatest times I ever had playing baseball was at Western Oregon. Absolutely loved uh, Coach Baumgartner and my teammates and. Um, was actually blessed to be able to reconnect with them this year through COVID, and we all zoomed like everybody else is doing now, zoomed together and had a little reunion. So I played there for two years. Started shortstop. Um, ended up going. My parents moved to Alaska when I was uh, playing ball and going to college. They decided to try and have a better life, and Alaska was a place to go. So they came up north, and I'd come up here in the summer, play baseball, and and work and head back down during the during the off season or off season from summer. So that kind of got me into that's how I ended up in Alaska is I just I kind of fell in love with it and stayed up here, met my wife and started a family. And um, after not making my dream of every football player's dream of making the uh, MLB and I kind of got a little salty of baseball and, and hung it up and disgruntled with baseball and I you know I kind of blame baseball but in all reality it wasn't baseball's fault it was my fault but um, once I had my son he got me back into it I he he loved it just like I did when he was when he was born and so he kind of drug me in along with him and one day a, a friend up here threw me a, a coaching bag and said we need coaches so I got back into it started coaching little league and started getting the love of the game again and my kids showed me the love of the game and I followed him all the way up and we did great things together in Little League and we started a comp team up here and I started coaching comp baseball and getting that organization started and uh, kind of started helping out with high school ball at one of the crosstown rival schools and I just wanted to move on from there. I wanted to do my own job. I wanted to be my own head coach and get back into what I wanted to do when I was actually going to college. I wanted to be a coach. That was my life, one of my life dreams. So took uh, the role on it over here at Wasilla and been here for like the last six years, coaching high school and the American Legion program in the summer and uh, just act like my son. Coaching's way more rewarding for me than actually playing the game. Coach, talk to us about the uh, the high school baseball scene up there in Alaska. I understand you guys got weather restrictions, and probably depends year to year. But but what kind of makes that Alaska baseball scene unique at the high school level? Um, you know how guys develop, how guys practice, you know the type of players you guys are working with. Talk talk to us just kind of about that scene that that you guys uh, work with on a day to day basis. I'm pretty blessed. Uh, I got it. Took me a little bit to get the program the way I, I really wanted it, but last couple of years I've been really blessed with self-motivated kids um the struggles of Alaska you know we got the cold the snow we're inside for six months out of the year um we're one of the few programs that actually start open gyms in October um and go inside all year until we can get outside in March about yeah late April early May so um you know we got the struggles of the cold uh the snow being stuck inside you know, it's just that's that's the main main issues up here is just the snow and the cold and lack of facilities. Like out here in Wasilla, if we we are indoors for six months in a little tiny gym, um, one drop down cage, and 
and uh, handmade portable mounds and we drag those in and out. And it's just kind of the lack of facilities is, is the main struggle, but the heart of the kids to is the, the, the blessing that we, we have at Wasilla. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of multi-sport athletes there, guys that kind of stay in shape in other sports during the year. Uh, kind of how does that work for guys to be able to stay in shape and be ready for baseball season? Uh, when I took over the program, it was a struggle. Like I've noticed a lot lately that kids are trying to stay one lane. They, they want to just play that sport and they're going to stay in that sport and they're going to try and do that all year round. And we really preach, we want multi-sport athletes. Like take a break from baseball. You're going to get burnt out. Go play basketball, go play football. I actually was the the head coach for the uh, varsity football program up here for a couple of years. And, that's what I had to do is go recruit athletes to fill the football program. Um, and I tried to pull some of my baseball players to go play football. Um, tried to pull some of my football players to go play, you know, it's just the necessity to get these kids back into that. And we're kind of lucky again with baseball to have some of those multi-sport sport athletes. I think it reflects on uh, how they play on the field. So that's something that we have a, you know, a same problem here and especially a small school in Eastern Washington, but, uh, what are some of the things that you uh, – some of the things you might do to get those guys to come out because, you know, people might – you know, down here it's always, oh, I got to want to go work or something. Well, you got so many years to play all these sports. What are some of the things that you do to get the kids to come out for all the different sports, some of the tactics that you might do? I bug them and bug them and bug them and bug them. <laughs> I work at the high school, so it's kind of a, a good deal for me. And that's one reason I kind of quit my, my, my businesses to go work at the high school so I could – keep an eye on my kids daily, but also go peek in the gym and watch some of these kids in PE and find kids playing dodgeball. I'm like, Hey, you know, we got pitcher only. You want to be a PO, come, come be a PO and we'll work around your schedule. And you need to work. We come from a, um, a, a school that has a lot of kids that have to work. Um, they got to support, um, we're a small town and, and they got to support mom and dad or, or mom or just dad. And so they got to work and we, we work around it. Like, yeah, we want you here. We want you at the, the field or in the gym and, and whatnot, but if you got to work, go work. If you are in season, go focus, go be a basketball player for your three to four months. Come join us. We'll work around it. If you're, um, if you need to be in the weight room with us, join us in the weight room when you got time but it's just trying to bring those kids into that family atmosphere so we, we work around it and we bug them and hound them until they they kind of give in or or have enough of us <laughs> well i also i think that's one thing that you, you do create more of a family atmosphere especially when baseball comes springtime if they've played football together and if they've played basketball together the team building stuff should be there when they get to the springtime right absolutely yeah, we, that's one of our big things at Bacilla is we're trying to build that team atmosphere, uh, family. At, everybody, you know, is in for one each other. So family's big with us. Coach, you mentioned that your facilities are very limited in what you guys have available up there in Alaska. What, what are some of those creative ways as, as a coach there that you come up with? Do you stagger your, your groups? Do you put, you know, certain times on your guys for hitting or do you – um, being that I think you said you, you only have one particular cage to be able to do some of your live swings and things like that. But what are those, some of those creative ways that you guys get your guys ready? So by the time you hit the field, you guys are ready, you know, full blown ready to go. 
So we used to start uh, open gyms like in January and we had maybe 10 kids show up. It was, it was very hard to fill the gym. Um, the last few years we've had up to 50 kids a night in the gym, in the off season, in the weight room and the cage. And, and, uh, we just get real creative with space. Um, so we'll try and go like two and a half hours for an open gym, um, and say, we're not supposed to be coaching during that time. It's just basically we sit back, we, we give you a routine and the kids take care of it on their own, but we'll have the weight room and we'll say, Hey, infielders, you're in the weight room for the first hour. Um, pitchers, you're out throwing bullpens all night long in the bullpen area. And then hitters are kind of shuffling through the teeth stations or mechanic stations and then into the cage and kind of shuffle them in and out. So they don't get too stagnant, but try and use that, that space wisely. And then we try and do it up to three nights a week. So you can, uh, if they miss the night then they're okay, but they usually show up three nights a week. So coach, I want to shift a little things a little bit here to, uh, to summer baseball a little bit. Um, yeah. I know you guys, you talked about that you were running the, the head program there. Um, and, uh, so to all our listeners, what, what does a, a typical season look like for you guys? About when do you guys get started with your summer season and how long does it run? And how many different are you guys part of a, a Legion organization up there? Do you, yeah, all we have up here for, for summer league for, for our high school kids is American Legion baseball. Um, and our season's crammed. So high school tryouts usually start spring break, March. Then we get into playing actual games late April for high school. So then you cram that high school season from April. And if you're lucky to make the state playoffs, which is the first week of June every year, um, which was crazy. I think 2019, last year we had a high school season. We won the state championship on a Saturday in on June like third or something like that. And then legitimately the next day on Sunday at noon, we had American Legion game. So we switched out uniforms, jumped on the field, played the next day. And we go from first week of June to about the last week of July until we hit playoffs. And then if you're lucky to make regions, then you take off to regions. But our summer Legion program is just game, 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 game. There's hardly any time for practice. You got to have your guys ready through the high school season by the time you hit summer because you're easily playing 30 to 35 games in, in two months. Um, and you better have pitchers ready. Having a pitching staff and, and getting games crammed in and it's, it's a rent. Quite a bit of travel. Do you guys entail up there? Yeah, I think go we gotta be one of those. Unless you're like an IMG Academy or something like that. <laughs> you gotta be, uh, we gotta be one of the, the, the top states that travel. Um, I think when we go to Fairbanks, that's a seven hour trip one way. Um, so we'll go up there for a weekend, play a double, two double headers, and then drive back. Um, we fly to Sitka, Juno, Ketchikan, and Kodiak. So uh, we drive to Homer, which is another six and a half hour bus trip down there. Um, so it, it's our, our summer team is called the, the Road Warriors for a reason. <laughs> We're, we are on the road. But it, that's the other thing. That's what makes it. It's a, it's our kids are ready for college by then. Time they leave our program, like they're ready for college because it's not too much of a change. They're, they got to study, they got to keep up on the books, um, the travel, staying in hotels, you know, bus etiquette, hotel etiquette. It's, 
Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of travel. And I mean, I, we only have five schools, I think, in our little town, our area. Everybody else is within the other closest schools an hour away, I think. And that's Anchorage. So there's a, it's, it's a lot. You know, we talk. And you also find a lot of different. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was the last couple of episodes we talked about, you know, it's a lot of what we do is about giving kids experiences and, and the things that they're going to remember. And I know from our playing days, I remember the bus trips. I remember other things too, obviously, but that's got to, do you feel like that can be an advantage because you guys are spending a lot of time together? We spend a lot of time. There's, I mean, we went to Kodiak one year. I'm not sure if you guys know where that is. It's a good 45 minute hour plane ride from here. I mean, we got to get up early, drive an hour into Anchorage, get on a plane, fly another hour to Kodiak. But we got stuck in Kodiak one year for, we were there for a week. So we played a, like a three-day tournament, and then we were stuck there for like another four days because we were fogged in. And we were in a cabin, no TV, and when we go travel, we, we take cell phones. So we put cell phones in a box. We make the kids interact and, and get to know each other and, and, you know, come up with their own. Like when we used to go out and play wiffle ball, we, we had to make up games. So we were stuck in Kodiak for another four days, and <laughs> – I started handing back cell phones about day three, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was good family time. It was good building time. Um, kids really got to know each other, but yeah, you get stuck in tight um, conditions like that. You get to know your teammates and, you, and your fellow coaches really well. Do you find that, uh, is there a lot of options for teams down here in the lower 48 for, to come up to Alaska during the summer? Um, oh yeah. Have, um, especially, of- I mean, Especially with the comp kids, the up to the fourteen year olds, the fourteen year olds, there's there's comp tournaments like every other weekend. That's really starting to take off up here, which is great to see. Um, it, it turns into good feeder programs. American Legion does an amazing job of uh, facilitating uh, four tournaments during the the middle of the summer. So you can fly up here. Alaska Airlines helps out with discounting some tickets for some of these teams. They fly up here and. Uh, They'll hit our tournament out in Wasilla. They hit a tournament, which is very cool in Fairbanks, where you play a game at midnight. No, There's no lights because the sun's still out. <laughs> so they play the game at midnight. Um, you can go down to Kenai, one of the, the greatest places to fish in the world, play a tournament down there, and then you can hit Anchorage and play another tournament and then fly out, and you can get all that done in two weeks. So we've had teams from Washington, Tennessee, uh, California, all over the country. Ohio, Ohio team from Ohio, we made really good friends with, and we look forward to them coming up every single year. That's that's awesome. I already pitched it to a couple parents already. I'm like, hey, could you imagine if we wake up, we go fishing, we play a baseball game, and we can go fishing again in the afternoon? And I think we got some parents that are fired up to. Uh... Yeah, you definitely need to make it up here. I mean, it's experience just for the kids. The kids are just when they see a moose. Like moose are everywhere. So when they see a moose, they're talking about that. Um, they absolutely freak out when there's the daylight. You know, it's still daylight at 2 a.m. and the kids are still running around. Um, the parents have a great time because um, they get to see so much travel on the road, and the, the scenery and the mountains and the, the wildlife. And it's just there's no place I'd rather, probably rather be in the world than Alaska during the summer. I mean, Ask me today where I'd rather be during the winter, but uh, summertime, yeah, you got you definitely got to make it up here and, and bring the kids and the family. It's definitely worth worth the experience. 
Yeah, I think that's the problem that we're missing down here with with kind of the select scene in Washington and where tournaments have kind of lost that pizzazz. You know, when, when you're growing up, it's like this big environment. You're, you're walking to the field, there's the lights. But but now tournaments have kind of turned into, you know, it's six venues. You're driving in traffic from place to place. You just don't get that in-person feel. So I, I would imagine that teams that come up there, especially from out of the area, have this kind of awe-inspiring moment. They get in the vibe. And, and like we talked about the last few episodes, we're trying to provide the best possible experience to these players that they're going to have these lasting memories moving forward. So doing something like that, I, it would be a dream. And, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit off the air, but I'm hoping to be able to come up there for the first time this summer to Alaska, be able to see some high school baseball players and, and be able to experience that summer in Alaska. And I know I'm as fired up as I know a lot of players and families would be to come up there to a tournament like that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. I mean, I grew up in the States. Um, and like you say, the, the, the tournaments just kind of get, they, they almost take it for granted because they all seem like the same thing, just in a different right. location. Mm-hmm. This definitely up here has a totally different vibe. And we got nice facilities. Um, our, our, the baseball fields that you guys would play on are, are some nice facilities. Like our facility at Wasilla is all turf. Um, except the outfield's grass, but we got infield turf, nice dugout, nice facility. Um, Anchorage has some nice fields. Um, so, yeah, it's – you just can't go wrong. There's something for every person in the family to do. I mean, it might be catered a little bit more toward those guys who like to fish. And, <laughs> yeah. and there's baseball and stuff, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely something. I mean, the wives absolutely love being up here. They – they enjoy it just as much as, as the dads do. So, Hey there, Banter fans. This is Mike Archer from Sela High School in Yaco Valley Pepsi Pack Baseball. And you are listening to Pacific Northwest Fungo Banter Podcast. Go Vikes and Pack. Well, let's roll into the seventh inning stretch portion of this podcast. Uh, we talked a little bit about it already, but some of the challenges you guys face, and you mentioned uh, when we were talking yesterday, the, the first four to six weeks inside, I felt bad because I complained about like a two-week inside snow in Kittitas, and Kittitas. I was like, I probably should not say that. But, uh, you know, four to six weeks inside, and your comment was cabin feverish. And, and I feel like that's always been a challenge. And, and a lot of guys in the, in the northwest down here, obviously the west side of Washington, Oregon, they have the rain, and we have the snow sometimes over here. But uh, what are some of the things you do to help your guys get through that time? I mean, a lot there's kids we have that are love of the game and love the baseball, but the rest of them – that might not, you know, they're there, they have a good time experience. What are some things you guys do to keep the fire lit under those guys through that period of time? We, we like to, it, just motivation. Um, if it's weightlifting, give them goals. Um, so a couple of years ago, I just started printing out sheets to where they started at at the beginning of the season and then in the season, see where you're at, you know, what you're lifting and what you're doing and what you're pushing. But I mean, honestly, I don't have to do much anymore with these kids with, what I got, I, I say I'm blessed, but because I really am blessed with what I have, um, I don't have to motivate anymore. When I took over the program, it was, it was a struggle. Like, come on guys, come on guys. I don't see a state championship banner hanging here. I mean, you got a couple region banners, big deal. We don't have a state champ. That was our motivation. Let's, let's get that state championship. Wasilla for the first time ever. And the kids bought in and their friends bought in and it's just started growing and like, literally had to start looking for space, but I don't have to motivate much anymore. Um, 
they're hungry. I got some, I got some weird kids. They just, they love baseball. They, I mean, I got two kids tonight that egged our local, um, believed it summer program to use their cage and they're, they, they obliged him and they're, they're down hitting right now. They want me to come hit with them, but I'm like, no, I got, I got other things to do, but yeah, I mean, that's the way they are that they find a way to either throw into a tarp and do their long toss, uh, day bands. I just don't have to motivate them much anymore. Do they, they're constantly bugging me right now. When do we get to start? When do we get to start? When do we get to start? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't have a real good answer for it because I just don't have to motivate them anymore. That's got to be pretty nice to have. It is because it was a struggle to get there. I mean, I, there was a lot of times I, I was just like, "Good grief, where are these kids that I when I grew up? I just eat and breathed and loved sports. I wanted to be at a sports facility all the time. And these guys now are 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 turning into that. It's great to see because what breeds winning culture, um, especially and, and when a, a kid sees another kid doing that. And then it's okay for that kid to do that. Like they see positivity of this kid's doing this and doing this. Well, it's okay for me to do that now. Well, this kid can only bench 95 pounds. Well, then it's fine for me to only be able to bench 95 pounds. Let's see where we end up at the end. So I got some good kids that lead and they lead by example and not by, you know, bullying or making fun of other kids. We've really tried to instill that as to be a that you wanted when you were a freshman and our seniors have the last couple of years have taken over that role as to be the off season coaches and bring kids into the fold and, and sh- coach them and show them and mentor them and not make fun of them and, and bully them. And so it's just, it's great to see some of uh, our youth this, these days actually do that for other kids. So what do you contribute that to, you know, the, the process of growing that is it, was it the winning tradition that formed? Was it, was it just the, the right kids came through the program at the right time? I owe a lot to my assistant coaches. Um, I mean, I have a philosophy of family and trying to get kids motivated and uh, have a huge philosophy of of trying to treat my players as I would my son. So I'm hard with them and soft with them. It it just, it's a a fine line to juggle, but um, I think a lot is to do with not only my assistant coaches, but players that played for me that went off to college and came back. So they kind of became the leaders. And then those kids looked up to them. They just, just chain cycle through like this kid looks up to this kid. This kid comes back. I got kids coming and asking me to coach now that I coached at our crosstown rival school. And they want to come over to the crosstown rival school where that school does not like our school. They did not like our school when they're playing, but now they want to come and coach over here and, and mentor. And, and it's just, yeah, a lot, a lot to do with my assistant coaches and my kids. Do you find How's that a lot training your, in the, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, coach, do you find a lot of your younger kids and your, maybe your middle school programs or even down to your little league programs are looking up these high school kids and saying one day I want to be that guy. Oh, definitely. We, uh, I mean, not having a minor league system up here. Um, we do have the, the collegiate summer collegiate, like the minors and the bucks and the pilots and that kind of stuff, which the kids really look up to them. But um, yeah, our kids, we, we have gone and supported um, some of these younger programs and watched them, or we've done, you know, clinics or 
we've done certain things to try and connect with the younger kids to keep them in baseball because they have noticed like, like when the kids hit freshman year they're like oh baseball's boring i don't want to play it anymore but you know so yeah it, it does connect having the high school kids mentor and and look over the younger kids and they grow up wanting to want, want to wear red and want to attend Wasilla and play for Wasilla. It's just a good community thing too. Like we, we really preach that you are a Wasilla baseball player. You need to act a certain way on the field, but also more importantly off the field, because if you're wearing that W hat at the local market and you're not acting right, well, that reflects upon me and my coaches and the team. And um, I've had kids walk to a, one of the local batting cages and, it was their time to be hitting, and they just saw two little nine, a nine-year-old and a ten-year-old hitting in the cage, and they or wanted to hit in the cage, waiting, and they stepped out, let the kids go in, and started helping them, and letting the kids take their time. And they were sitting there with, they had their Letterman's jacket, they had their Wasilla gear, and I had a mom email me that night and said, I think the first couple lines were. So I had two of your players at the baseball field, and I'm like, oh, boy, here, here it comes, and she's like my kids were slated to go to this school, but the way I saw your baseball players interact with my kids and coach them out of their own time, we are, we will be attending Wasilla. And that's just, that just breeds good for the community. So coach, I I know we've, we've all speeding it at horse at this point in time, but we've, (laughs) we've all done with, COVID uh, restrictions and problems and issues and everything in between. But but talk about how that kind of impacted your guys' season from a baseball standpoint, whether that was your high school season, your Legion season. How are things maybe different uh, up there at that point in time? How did you guys manage it? And, and maybe how things kind of look forward um, to the future. Yeah, COVID. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping it's not the new new, but – Last year, high school season uh, for 2020 was supposed to be our uh, Defend Your State title. Um, that, the, my kids were more motivated than the year before when they won it. They were absolutely motivated, ready to get at it. My seniors were excited. Let's leave this. Because we were ranked the number one team in the state uh, by Max Preps. We were, we were a good favor to go back-to-back for a state title, and they were just – they pounded the weight room. They pounded the cage. They did everything they're supposed to do. And it hits March, spring break time. And we're all, you guys are pushed back. You guys are pushed back. You guys are pushed back. Your season's canceled. Probably one of the hardest things I had to do. I still get a little choked up about it. Um, is calling those and letting those seniors know, Hey, your season's over. Um, let's pray for a summer season. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, that, that was the hardest part of the whole year for me. Um, but thank goodness that, uh, and then actually getting the call that American Legion was canceled nationwide was like, oh man, here we go again. These poor seniors, they didn't even get a senior night. Um, give a lot of big, big credit to our Legion representatives up here, which turned the season into uh, Alaska Alliance League. So, we kind of kept the same format, but they, they formed this league um, to allow the kids to play, which was basically the, the kids didn't even recognize the difference. Um, we still had our state tournament and everything. We just didn't have regions, but 
dealing with the COVID mitigation wasn't that bad being an outside sport, you know, keep, keep things clean, keep your distance, um, wash your hands. So summer league wasn't too bad. Um, it really kind of hit me with COVID when I had a high school football coach this year. And that was a lot tougher to deal with um, just because there was a lot more mitigation, close contact, hitting pads, cleaning pads, cleaning helmets, cleaning gear. So summer league, it wasn't too bad for us. We had a great, great summer league. We had um, one of the goals that I wanted to do for the summer since they lost their high school season was let's just make this a fun summer. Um, yeah, we're still going to play to win. We're still going to play hard. And we're still going to just have fun, enjoy it, because you don't know we could get shut down tomorrow. So my kids just played and had fun, and they pushed through and made it to the state championship. And what a wild state championship finish it was. And um, they just had an amazing season. So COVID was a downer. Definitely don't know that, but it also brought some hidden lessons to us too. So I think it made our, our, our kids a lot closer and, and made them realize that don't take things for granted. Because you can plan and plan and plan, especially when you get to be an adult and you have that job. You can plan and plan and plan, but you might lose your job tomorrow. So, um, yeah, they learned a lot. It was a hard lesson to learn, but I think they really got something out of it. Yeah, Coach, I think that COVID has taught us a lot about, you know, the importance of life, um, uh, some importance of the how blessed we are and the things that we do have. And, you know, um, how lucky we are to have the opportunity to play the game of baseball and just sports in general and so I, yeah. I i think you're dead on about that man i mean it's that's for sure so that's that's good so uh coach i, I want to kind of transition again back to legion ball a little bit i know you guys did something special um you know it was that i believe last year or the year before um you guys were able to qualify for the northwest regionals down in wyoming how was that for yeah your team community and state i mean i know in alaska that's got to be something big, but especially in your area, only what, five different schools and programs around. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, one of the greatest memories I ever had coaching because uh, our Legion program, I basically really only pull for my high school. I mean, they give us Wasilla, Houston, and Reddington High School to pull from, but I might get one kid from the other two schools every three, four years. So basically my high school program is my American Legion program. And then we go compete against schools they're pulling from, you know, six other, seven other high schools. So it's very hard to compete out of state. So the track record for Alaska competing outside of the state um, has not been good. I think the the biggest record was two wins at a regional. Um, So we went down there, just blessed to be able to get a road trip in, go see Cody, Wyoming. Um, and between you and me, I think my kids finally realized this, but me and my assistant coach were like, oh, Yellowstone's just right around the corner. <laughs> let's get in the bus after we, we drop our first two and let's go take kids to Yellowstone. Let's go adventure out. Let's go see sites and do things because that's been the track record for Alaska baseball. It hasn't been good. Um, we got down there day one, and which was crazy. I, I step on the field and I look across and I'm like, wait a minute, that's one of my ex-teammates from Western Oregon. He's coaching the, the team from Oregon. So we play each other and we end up beating them, which was good for, for me to beat my old teammate. <laughs> but we were like, huh, we won a game. 
that's pretty cool. So maybe we'll go to Yellowstone on, on Sunday. <laughs> uh, we end up playing again the next day and we're like, wow, we, we won, we won again and we still have our ace pitchers in the hole. And well, we might be able to see Yellowstone on the, on Monday before we have to get on playing on Tuesday. So we just kept winning and it was just, it was odd, but it just the kids, there was the same kids that had no fear of anybody. They just, we know how to play baseball just like anybody else. We don't care how many region championships you've won. We don't care how many state titles you've won. Um, we know how to play baseball. So they went down to Cody and they had just an amazing, great time, played relaxed and, and enjoyed it and took it all the way to the, the, the championship game. And unfortunately we saw one of the, the top pitchers in the, in the country and he shut us down, but yeah, it was great for our community. It was great for our state to represent Alaska and show the country that we could actually hang and play baseball and that we have kids up here that can, that can play baseball. So one of the best adventures and, and trips I've ever been on by far by none in playing college ball, playing any kind of baseball. That was one of the best trips ever. Coach, I know it takes a lot of work to, to, to win something like that or go deep in a tournament like that. <clears throat> what made that team kind of unique for you? You've been around multiple teams now, but you know, the championship culture type teams, a, a lot of times it comes down to the individual's, you, you got to have talent. We understand that, and players got to be good. But, but a lot of times it's the characteristics of the of the determination, the, the drive, those type of things. What made those individual personalities within your team kind of unique to to allow you guys to get to that position? Twenty nineteen was one of the weirdest years I've ever been around baseball. Um, when we started the high school season, like I was saying, the high school kind of runs into Legion, so it's all kind of one big giant season for me. Uh, we started that that year. And I think our first four games, we were maybe 500. We were two and four. And I had a two-hour meeting with those kids. I, I coached some coach the JV, and it was just me and my varsity squad. And I was just like, guys, you're bad. <laughs> I will be honest with you as a coach because I've never lied to you. I've never been dishonest with you. You are probably – I told them this straight out. You are probably the worst team athletically I've ever coached. And I said, why are we playing this game? And they're like, well, it's, we just want to have fun. I said, well, winning's fun. Playing hard's fun. And so we had a two-and-a-half, three-hour meeting that night, and the kids finally realized, you know what, winning is fun, and we got to work to win, and we got to prove. They did not like me telling them that they were not good athletically. <laughs> they, they took it to heart, which I don't know if it was, it was coaching genius or if it was just, what it was, but the kids took it to heart and they ran off, I think, 23 straight wins from there. Um, went into the state championship for high school. They were down, I think, three runs, like fifth inning or something like that. And we were only playing seven innings. And I'm usually giving them pep talks and getting them trying to motivate them. And I started to pull them into a huddle and they're like, they shoot me away. They said, go away. We got this. We're not scared of anybody. They rallied back, came back, won state championship. Carried that into to Legion, um, stormed through the Legion playoffs, and they just – those kids turned into, we don't care who you are. We're fearless. We're a team. That was the biggest thing is I had kids that maybe played two innings all year, sitting on the bench, having the time of their life, supporting, high-five, and didn't care if they are playing, just were happy to be in a dugout that's rowdy as can be, loud as can be, and just enjoying 
time with their fellow friends. Um, we didn't have one virus in our system that year, not one cancer. Um, that's what we call the, the problem kid that's always sitting there complaining about not playing time or, you know, why is Johnny doing this or why is Johnny doing that? There was one year of absolute that I think that's what it was. It was a chip on their shoulder and the family atmosphere of we don't care about me. We care about we, um, one of the most coolest things I've ever seen come from, I call them kids from young men that it was just unselfish baseball from March to August. Have fun, play hard. Did you find that the the, the parents surrounded you guys with a lot of support as well? I mean, yeah, see the um, example of the kids. I always say I'm blessed, but yeah, I've been. I have a lot of great parents, um, ones that chip in and unself like our boosters. They're all everybody's volunteered, like. Boosters do amazing work to, I mean, we got to raise 25 grand a year just for high school and another, you know, 20, 25 grand for, for Legion. So it's $50,000 a year. So the parents are chipping in, the kids are fundraising. Um, the parents are supportive. Um, they know that when their kid messes up, I'm going to be like a dad and I'm going to be like, Hey, I'm going to yell at you. Um, I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to be pushing you as hard as I can, I can push you. Um, because I want the best out of you and, and have supporting parents. Like I, I won't belittle a kid, but I'm, I'm going to be you know, a stern father figure um, in their lives. Cause a lot of them need that. So to have the parents support and realize, Hey, thank you for kicking my kid in the rear to class and checking checking on them. If they're not a class, calling them and waking them up and getting them to class. Or um, if they're in a referral situation at the school because they skipped or they did something, I'm, one of the first ones in the office there after him. So yeah, have that support from parents is huge. Um, my parents sit back, like sometimes they might question me, why is my kid out in center field or left field and not playing shortstop? Well, it's best for the team. And they realize that they let me do my job. Um, and I just couldn't ask for a better support system. I think that that is a way that for sure separates, you know, the yellers and screamers, that are just doing it to the guys that are actually trying to do it for the betterment. I mean, we're not here to belittle them or anything, but you know, we got to hold their young men. Their uh, high school is going to be over here in a second. No matter what they do, life's about to smack them in the face is what I tell my yeah. guys. And it, it's not friendly sometimes and it, and it can really no. hit you down. But it's, I think that's a mainly our main job as a coach is yes, we are supposed to win ball games. We're supposed to coach baseball, but I honestly believe that my main job as a coach is to be a father figure and, and help get them prepared for life. Um, what's the chances of them going on playing minor league baseball? What's the chances of them going on playing college? What, you know, what are the chances they, they get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, so, yeah, my main job, number one, is to be a father figure that, hey, I yell at my kid. My son messes up. He knows he would, he would vouch for him if he wasn't, if he was down here. Um, he, he would vouch that, yeah, I'm going to yell at you, but it doesn't mean that I don't love you. I'm yelling at you because I care about your future. I, I want you to be a productive citizen. I don't want to go visit you at the state penitentiary <laughs> or at, at McDonald's. I want to see you succeed. Um, so, it gets hard to do that with as many kids as I coach, but 
the reward of seeing a productive young man come back four years later and say, you know what? I did not like you very much when you were my coach. I love you now. Coach, talk about talk about how to get you guys work to get your guys uh, recruited to that college level. You got a couple high end talent guys. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but I know some guys within your program that have been kind of a higher level of talent. Um, what do you what do you kind of preach to those guys? How do you get them out there? Is it through purely like a field level app situation? Is there, is there a chance for for coaches to come up and see those kids? Do they, do you push them to come down to some events down, you know, in the lower States? What's kind of your process there when you know you have a guy that has that college talent? Uh, all the above really. Um, we do do field level. That's been a, a big, big um, benefit for us field level. Get some connections that I don't have, but I've been uh, lucky to have those, those connections with some colleges like uh, Arizona Christian university and, um, Feather River and, and some of those from old teammates. A lot of my old teammates are coaching. Um, my, my, my head coach, uh, Coach Baumgartner, um, who mentored me a lot, is still coaching, so I have that connection with him. Um, sending kids out to go play at some of these these tournaments or, or venues, uh, like Perfect Game or whatnot. And then I'm a social media I love social media. I think if you use the tool right, it's just a huge benefit, not only for your program, but for your kids. Um, there's so many eyes on social media, Twitter, like that's how I met you guys. Um, even down to TikTok. I mean, even <laughs> you can use any kind of social media platform now to promote your kids. And it just only takes that one coach to see that, that talent from that kid. So that, and then like the off season, we just, it's pounding fundamentals and getting them built. And, and once I sell the kid and they go to the college and those coaches understand that I'm not BSing them, I'm, I'm, I'm telling them the truth of what we have. And so that just rolls from there. And then, yeah, during the summer, the Legion program has the summer Legion coaches up here and uh, put on a week venue. And I take time and go in and, and assist with that just because I want to be there to help my kids and promote them. So I'll spend a weekend in town with the, the college coaches and know them and build relationships. Well, coach, I got to think that wraps things up for us today. What are some, I want to give you an opportunity for some final thoughts. What's something that maybe that may not have been said tonight that you really want the Pacific Northwest or fungal banner fans just to know about Alaska baseball. We have talent up here. We have some some top year uh, talent. I mean, we've had kids drafted out of here. Um, I've sent just in my little town alone of Wasilla, Alaska. We've sent I think sixteen kids off to play college baseball in the last four years. Um, that's just me, my school, and I'm a coach that I don't care what school they go to. Whatever a coach is looking for, and I don't have the kid, I will find him a kid. Like there's tons of talent up here in Alaska. These kids are hungry. Um, you get a kid from Alaska, they're, I don't want to say they're soft. They're just, they're hard nosed. Um, they're ball players. They're ballers. Um, they're not baseball players. They're ballers. They're not for like, if you see some of our fields up here, they're rock. They're just straight rock. There's no grass. It's shell. These kids are sliding, diving. They're not afraid 
to get cut up, scratched, they will play and run through brick wall for you. And we've got a lot of great talent. So uh, college coaches need to start looking up here, up in Alaska and, and recruiting up here harder and harder and harder. So I, I'll, I'll not just promote my school and my, and my programs. I will promote any, any school and any kid up here as long as they have, as long as I can back them, you know, if they have the work ethic and, and, and the integrity and I will back them, then I will, I'll sell them all day long. But yeah, college coaches start looking oh, Alaska up. That's awesome. If anybody wants to contact you, what's the best way whether they want to come play a game or if a, if a college coach needs to get, want to get a hold of you, what's the uh, best you, way? You can find me on Facebook under Ken Ottinger, um, Instagram coach Ott for Twitter coach Ott for um, pretty much any social media platform. We have our baseball. We have uh, for high school Legion, Wasilla post 35, um, Wasilla warrior baseball, um, I'm easy to find on social media and, and I will do whatever I can to get more kids out. That's awesome. Well, coach, thank you so much for taking time to join us tonight. And thank you and very much. I appreciate you guys for, uh, for helping us out. You betcha. Well, hopefully we have a fungo banner episode from Alaska, whether on the field or the stream, we can decide later, but that's going to, we really appreciate. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for having me. We'll be right back with Jason and Kelly to wrap this thing up in the bullpen. All right, Banner fans, we're back in the bullpen to wrap this episode up. And I believe, Kelly, you're up. You're going to start us off here. Yeah, it was good to hear about, uh, you know, different areas. And, and I think that's the best thing we've had so far. We've, we've accomplished a, a, a compassed a lot of areas of, 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 uh, of baseball in the Northwest. And uh, it's been good to to, to hear you and, and how they kind of handle things and, Everyone has a unique challenge in the Northwest, you know, whether it's rain, whether it's cold, whether it's uh, snow and those type of things. And everyone kind of embraces that challenge. And it was good to see and hear from him that how they embrace that challenge and, and the things that they do uh, on a daily basis to get their guys ready for their spring season as well as their uh, Legion season. So um, it was awesome. And, and I think, I think the biggest thing he hit on was just that, uh, you know, there's a lot of talent everywhere, right? No matter where we're at. And we talked about this a little bit off air that every high school coach, every Legion coach, every summer ball coach is going to have a couple of players that are, that are college caliber players. And hopefully you run into one that's a, a professional caliber player. Um, and uh, it was, it was great to hear to him be passionate about his players and the, and the things he likes to press upon them. Um, but at the end, yeah, just really good to hear from someone in a different area and, uh, excited to follow this program moving forward. Yeah, Kelly, I think uh, it was a great pleasure to have Coach out on. Uh, what he's doing up there in Alaska is phenomenal. And, you know, just to be able to talk to somebody from a different, uh, you know, region, of, you know, the Northwest is uh, just a great honor. And, you know, and it just you could just tell by his voice and, and the, you know, the, the uh, passion that he has for his program and his kids and, what he's doing there is just phenomenal. And I, I think that, um, you know, sometimes we just, uh, you know, you think of Alaska, you think North of us, you don't, you just don't think much about baseball and, and really, uh, sounds like they got a lot of great things going for them. They got a lot of great programs. Uh, they're doing a lot of the right things up there in Alaska. And I, you know, I, 
I would tell any coach down here in the lower 48 that definitely if you want to look for playing some good baseball and get the experience to go up to Alaska, I know that we're definitely going to be looking at that particular option for our summer program and, and maybe hopefully make a summer trip up there and, and uh, you know, playing some good baseball, playing some midnight baseball and maybe doing some gold panning and, and uh, just getting the whole experience because, you know, guys, it's all about the experience and, and, uh, and having the memories, but, you know, and that's, it's just, uh, it was really good to have him on and, and hear all the exciting things they're doing up there and he's doing a phenomenal job and it's just uh, super exciting to have, you know, positive coaches that come onto this program and, and uh, share their passion, you know, so it was the, it was a good, good night for sure. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, probably been bugging my wife crazy the last few days before since we set this thing up about hey do you want to move to alaska that'd be kind of fun to go there in the summertime <laughs> right um but no it was, it was fun it's, it's we we are here and the purpose of our podcast is to promote the pacific northwest whether that's washington oregon idaho wyoming montana or alaska right and uh i, I think it was a fun i was really fired up for this episode to venture out because like you said jason you know you don't always think about baseball in alaska hockey right but uh, it, what a cool opportunity. I hope that I can make this happen and, and that our parents and our boosters here at the our summer program at Kittitas and Helensburg can make this happen to get up there because how much fun would that be to camp out next to the field, play a 3 a.m. game in a 24-hour tournament? And like Swenson said a couple episodes ago, that's what that's what we're here for. It's the experiences. And to, to have an opportunity to go up, to get on an airplane, fly to Alaska, get to experience a moose walking around or, or a caribou or something, play a baseball game, catch a fish or two um, against and play a game of baseball against some competitive opponents up there. That'd be, that'd be a blast. And, and I, I feel very uh, uh, jealous. And then those guys are lucky that I get to go up there and do that. And, and it's cool to see a program and hear about a program that has built a culture that has sustained itself more than just a couple of years and, and where he's having alumni coming back. Uh, that that is my ultimate goal with coaching a kid. That's, yeah, we want to win some championships and, along the way, but uh, I'm most fired up for the uh, the alumni functions here when things are over and I'm retired and my kids are gone and people are coming back to Kittitas and seeing coach. So, well, guys, thank you for uh, being on here with us today, Jason and Kelly. Appreciate you, you listeners. Appreciate you guys listening to and into another episode of the Fungo Banner Podcast. Enjoy. ABCA week. If you listen to this, if you're listening to this after the ABCA, ABCA convention, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm fired up to get logged on there and, and watch some baseball and cruise speakers. And and uh, we're fired up for the episodes we got coming forward in the Fungo Banter. Thank you to Coach Ott for, from Wasilla High School for joining us. And Please go on and check out our sponsor, Devo Bats. Right now, if you get on there and you want to buy a bat, buy your staff fungos. I know that... I, uh, We'll see if my coaches are listening, but they're getting fungos. I'm pretty excited about it. And uh, you can type in Fungo Banter 10 for 10% off the order. Another sponsor, thank you to Safeguard out of the Tri-Cities for the beautiful swag that we have coming up here. Until next time, take care of one another. Let's get back to baseball. Pacific Northwest Fungo Banner is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Check out all episodes anywhere you can get your podcast. And for you iTunes listeners, please get on and give us a rate and review. 
Keep up to date with us on Facebook at Pacific Northwest Fungo Banter and on Twitter at Fungo Banter PNW. Fungo Banter Podcast is powered by Devo Bats, the official bat and fungo of your Pacific Northwest Fungo Banter Podcast. Go check them out on all social media platforms and at devobats.com. Fungo Banner is also powered by Safeguard out of the Tri-City. We are proud to have them on board with us making the Fungo Banner gear. Guys, local company out of the Tri-Cities, please go online, check them out, trysafeguard.com for all your printing and advertising needs.